I'll go start the coffee. I'll be down in a minute. Scooby-dooby-dooby-doo-wop. Pastor and Laura, wake up. Good morning. Welcome to our Bible study podcast. We've got Pastor Colander here uh-huh. and me, Laura Colander. We're going through a book or a chapter of the Bible every morning. We've been working through Acts and we're on Acts 5 today. All right, starting Acts 5, Ananias and Sapphira. Now a man named Ananias, together with his wife Sapphira, also sold a piece of property. With his wife's full knowledge, he kept back part of the money for himself, but brought the rest and put it at the apostles' feet. Yesterday we were reading about how the believers share their possessions and mm-hmm. people were selling property, but bringing, bringing the whole amount to the, uh, to the apostles. Yeah, so. Barnum stood too, and yeah, if, you know, if someone sold their property, it's their property. They don't have to bring the whole amount to anybody. Right. You know, so there's nothing wrong with this lesson so far. So far. Mm-hmm. Then Peter said, Ananias, how is it that Satan has filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept for yourself some of the money you received for the land? Didn't it belong to you before it was sold? And after it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing? You have not lied to men, but to God. So. Yeah. So, again, it seems here that he made it seem. He implied that he was bringing. The entire amount. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, you don't have to give 100% of your possessions to God if you, I mean, let's say you got an inheritance, right? you know, that, and you said, oh, I want to give some to the church. There's nothing wrong with doing that, but when you start to give offerings so that other people notice how much you're giving for offerings, um... Yeah, he's then, co- well, he's coming forward dishonestly to make it appear that he's being mm-hmm. more generous. Yeah. I mean, the Bible talks about don't let your right hand know what your left hand is doing. And it's it's humility. Mm-hmm. When we give generously, we don't do it to our own honor. We do it to God's honor. And when people start to do this, um, it can destroy a church very very quickly well because the people are being selfish looking for glory for themselves they're not serving god they're serving themselves in their honor yeah i mean it becomes a a social club where people are trying to outdo themselves for earthly glory rather than to spread god's kingdom mm. you know they're trying to gain power and influence and that's breaking the first commandment Mm-hmm. Um, just clearly, so. So Peter's saying the same thing. It wasn't the money at your disposal. You could have used, you you could give 10% or 50% or mm-hmm. 80% or 100%. doesn't matter. It's your choice. Just don't lie about it. That's mm-hmm. what he's saying. There's just one little sidebar here about this, this verse. Um, 
This is one of the proof passages that we use. We call them sedes doctrinae, so seats of doctrine. It's a very important verse that uh, proves something that when we talk about the Holy Spirit, we talk about the Holy Spirit being God. Not just... um, Because there are some church bodies out there that believe, okay, there's God the Father... And then he's he's the one true God. And then there's Jesus that's uh, like, yeah, like a step below him. And then the Holy Spirit is kind of just like the will of what God the Father and Jesus want to do rather than his own person of the Trinity. Um, but very clearly here you have Peter saying, you've lied to the Holy Spirit. You've lied to God in this very parallel uh fashion you know where the two are equivalent um so just a a neat verse that you know proves again that we believe in the triune god three persons in one god so anyway okay back to the lesson verse five when ananias heard this he fell down and died and great fear seized all who heard what happened then the young men came forward wrapped up his body and carried him out and buried him About three hours later, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. Peter asked her, Tell me, is this the price you and Ananias got for the land? Yes, she said, that is the price. Peter said to her, How could you agree to test the spirit of the Lord? Look, the feet of the men who buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out also. At that moment, she fell down at his feet and died. Then the young men came in, and finding her dead, carried her out and buried her beside her husband. Great fear seized the whole church and all who heard about these events. Mm-hmm. Now, in this situation, these people died in sin, sinning. Mm-hmm. Um, however, they may still have faith, had faith in Jesus Christ. You know, they just fell into a temptation here so we do not know their whether they're in heaven or in hell or not you know it's just there is a very strong earthly punishment for this um and it's you know god is a god of justice and Mm -hmm. he does not tolerate sin um He's not just a grandpa that, you know, looks the other way and says, oh, kids, you know. Yeah. These things matter. Mm-hmm. All right, the next section, the, the apostles heal many. Um, verse 12, the apostles perform many miraculous signs and wonders among the people. And all the believers, <clears throat> excuse me, and all the believers used to meet together in Solomon's colonnade. No one else dared join them, even though they were highly regarded by the people. Nevertheless, more and more men and women believed in the Lord and were added to their number. As a result, people brought the sick into the streets and laid them on the beds and mats so that at least Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as he passed by. Crowds gathered also from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those tormented by evil spirits, and all of them were healed. This 
no one else dared to join them in verse 13 but then 14 says nevertheless more and more people were believed in the lord does that mean they were like listening from afar or just people who didn't believe them didn't come close to them they didn't want to be like kind of caught in the same area as these people yeah i don't know i i would lean towards that i haven't looked at any um other commentary about it but i would guess it is that right they are their own group they've kind of carved out for themselves the fact that they have become this sect that the chief priests and the teachers of the law are fighting against and because of that they're being ostracized by most of the people that are going to the temple that are still holding on to the traditions of the old church which is why i mean eventually the book of hebrews is going is to be written um to let the people know to hold on to the true faith and not to go back to judaism but um yeah i would guess it it is that peter's shadow is that the first or only mention that peter's shadow if people were passed by his shadow that it would heal him I believe so, yeah. But similarly, I mean, Jesus had that um, when he's walking and goes see Jairus' daughter. There's that woman with the problem of bleeding, you know, just touches his cloak, and the same is happening as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's... uh, People of faith who really believe that he's got the true power. They are the ones who are sitting there hoping, praying, believing that this could help them. Yeah, I kind of look at it as like the um, bronze snake in the wilderness. You know, if you people looked at the bronze snake, they were healed. Mm -hmm. And it's not the snake that healed them. Right. It is their faith in God that God keeps his promises. And here again, it's, it is Peter healing them, but the people don't have faith in Peter to be this, you know, I mean, earthly miracle man. Mm-hmm. It's someone who has such great faith in his God and God has given him these abilities so that people will believe his message. Mm-hmm. In a time that would be very tough to get credibility, you know? So. Alright, next section. The Apostles Persecuted, chapter 5, verse 17. Then the high priest and all his associates, who were members of the party of the Sadducees, were filled with jealousy. They arrested the apostles and put them in the public jail. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the doors of the jail and brought them out. Go stand in the temple courts, he said, and tell the people the full message of this new life. At daybreak, they entered the temple courts, as they had been told, and began to teach the people. When the high priest and his associates arrived, they called together the Sanhedrin, 
the full assembly of the elders of Israel, and sent to the jail for the apostles. But on arriving at the jail, the officers did not find them there. So they went back and reported, We found the jail securely locked with the guards standing at the doors, but when we opened them, we found no one inside. On hearing this report, the captain of the temple guard and the chief priests were puzzled, wondering what would come of this. Then someone came and said, Look, the men you put in jail are standing at the temple courts teaching the people. At that, the captain went with his officers and brought the apostles. They did not use force because they feared that the people would stone them. Having brought the apostles, they made them appear before the Sanhedrin to be questioned by the high priest. We gave you strict orders not to teach in in this name, he said, that you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and are determined to make us guilty of this man's blood. Peter and the other apostles replied, We must obey God rather than men. Then God our fathers, who God of our fathers, raised Jesus from the dead, whom you killed by hanging him on a tree. God exalted him to his own right hand as prince and savior, that he might give repentance and forgiveness of sins to Israel. We are witnesses to these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. When they heard this, they were furious and wanted to put the men to death. But a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law, who was honored by all the people, stood up in the Sanhedrin and ordered that the men be put outside for a little while. Then he addressed them. Men of Israel, consider carefully what you intend to do to these men. Some time ago, Feudus appeared, claiming to be somebody, and about 400 men rallied to him. He was killed, all his followers were dispersed, and it all came to nothing. After him, Judas the Galilean appeared in the days of of the census and led a band of people in revolt. He too was killed, and his followers were scattered. Therefore, in the present case, I advise you, leave these men alone. Let them go, for if their purpose or activity is of human origin, it will fail. But if it is from God, you will not be able to stop these men, and you will only find yourselves fighting against God. His speech persuaded them. They called the apostles in and had them flogged. Then they ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. The apostles left the Sanhedrin rejoicing because they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the name. Day after day in the temple courts and from house to house, they never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Christ. Anything catch you there in that section? Well, what caught you there? You're the... Well, you know a lot about this. I'm not, I mean, I'm just, I have a trained uh, expert, but you, you've studied the Bible a lot, too. Um, every time I read Acts, I get a little confused because my timeline isn't as cemented as it should be. At first, I thought this was going to be a different story about breaking out of jail or being freed from jail by angels. And um, I forgot about where this was going, so... They were freed from jail by an angel. I know, I thought it was a different... Another angel? The other story about them being... (laughs) There's multiple, yeah. That's why it's confusing, because they kind of start the same. They are preaching, they get arrested, they're in jail, they're Mm -hmm. freed, and then what happens next is kind of like, this person believes, or they're freed, or they... Whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, so... they. This keeps happening to them. They don't stop, so that's that's good. Um, 
Yeah, it's just kind of, I'm not funny, but in verse 28, when they, <laughs> the high priest says, we gave you strict orders not to talk about this, yet you're determined to make us guilty of this man's blood. <laughs> like, they are guilty. They just don't want people to blame them. They're saying, they're just, you know, it's just kind of funny. But again, the what's, hypocrisy what's their saying. concern? How they appear to the people. Yeah, they don't care if... Well, they're I mean, they say guilty. man, not God. Well, but, again, yeah, it's... You're, well, look what you're doing to us. You're trying to make us undermine bad. us. Yeah. yeah, That's the only reason you're doing it, is because you like this. I mean, it, it's... Their hearts are completely hardened to the fact that these people might have the truth. Yeah. Well, except for Gamma Leo. Gamaliel. What? Gamaliel. <laughs> and Gamaliel. Gamaliel? Yeah. Okay, well, he, can I say Gamaliel? Sure, you can. <laughs> it's wrong, but you can. Okay. Um, but he is also the rabbi that taught the Apostle Paul. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So he is a very well respected guy and. I mean, Paul is from um, Tarsus. Yes. So, um, I mean, the Apostle Paul, when you, he is trained by the highest level mm-hmm. of priests, well, well respected. It's not just that he's, you know, this obscure guy that comes out of nowhere. Um, he's a star student of the star professor. Of, so you're saying this is the star professor. Yeah, I mean, oh. for him to stand up and say something completely different than what everyone else is saying and not be ostracized for it, you know, he has to have a, a lot of respect. Just, there there's, there, were some cults back in the day, mm-hmm. people that claimed to be people, and what happened? Mm-hmm. They fizzled out. And the same is true for us now, you know, there are lots of. He's saying, people. yeah, he says these two people were killed and all the followers were dispersed. So he's saying, so Jesus was killed. Let's watch what happens to his disciples. And if they're just cult leader, if he was just a cult leader or human, this will fail. But then he says, if it's from God, you will not be able to stop these men. You'll find yourself fighting against God. Mm-hmm. So he kind it sounds like he kind of might might not be sure w- one way or the other if it's if Jesus was a, just a man or if he was God. It sounds like he's kind of open to it. I think he's yeah wise enough to at least look at the situation and go, these men are healing people. We threw them in prison with all the doors locked and they got out over mm-hmm. and over again. So, um, let's get more information here before we start doing this and kind of fighting this futile battle. Because the the Pharisees aren't looking better by doing this. You know, every time they're defeated, they throw them in jail and then they get brought out. It gives more credibility to the fact that these men are from God you know, fighting against them and losing over and over again. Mm-hmm. So, 
So he's saying, let's just leave them alone so we don't look like we are in a power struggle. I think that would be the way to view it as him not having faith. Mm-hmm. And then the way to view him as having faith is maybe this is from God. Maybe we should take a step back. Um, but I can't tell from the statement which he actually believes. Mm-hmm. So the apostles that were um, arrested and then mm-hmm. this, how many do you think that's like? The apostles, the 12 apostles, or is this used loosely like this could be a, a large group of the followers or where it, <clears throat> it says over and over again here, like the apostles were arrested. Having brought the apostles, the apostles left the Sanhedrin. Who do you think that's referring to? Just Peter and John and like a few others, or uh, could it be anybody? I think the apostles would... Refer to the twelve. That's what I was. And so you have Peter and the apostles. So Peter and plural other ones. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I don't know if it's ten more or not, but it's. Was a small. I mean, like difference between arresting ten people and arresting two hundred people. You know. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's the leaders. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> well, I think that's all the questions and thoughts I had for today. Did you have anything else you wanted to add or close with? Or? Just the last one. The apostles left rejoicing because they had been counted worthy of suffering dis- disgrace for the name. Um, just... I mean, Jesus told them that they were going to suffer a lot for him and they were going to do this, but to count suffering as a blessing uh, because you are fighting against the world. You know, it's... I guess it would be the way I view this. Even I've never been in war or military service or anything. But I see in soldiers that come back from uh, tours of duty just kind of a pride of their country and what they've done because they've, you know, fought for what they believe in. Maybe that's completely off base, but I... I, I, <laughs> I guess I, it depends you know, I look which at, soldiers, which area right. you're talking about. No, 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 about. no. No, some of them. Some <laughs> of them do, definitely. I mean, that's a whole other topic. I, you know, don't mean to talk about anything negative there. But some people, when they come back, they have a great pride for what they have fought and gone through. And um, I see that in part to the disciples here. And so Paul talks about that later, and he mm-hmm. writes that we um, count, count suffering as joy because we are serving God, and God tells us that will happen. So. Yeah, if no one is pushing back against you and your beliefs, are you really sharing your faith with anybody? Yeah. I mean, that's not that we should be provocateurs in any way, but we should stand up and be strong for our faith and um, get God's word out there and let him defend himself. 
So. Well, those those are our thoughts and questions. If you're listening or reading along and you thought of something different or there's something else here that we didn't address um, that you have a question on, uh, what should they do? Uh, you can email me, pastor at thespringslutheran.org. Be happy to respond back to you. Um, answer answer whatever questions yeah. you have and yeah and hope you're enjoying listening to the Bible with us and going through it and hopefully some of the the things we're talking about are helpful to you mm-hmm. all right we will be going through chapter six tomorrow and we will see you then bye bye